What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Ghost Cold Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Keefe. Today's podcast is an interview with Cassandra Carson of the band Paralandra. Paralandra was recently on tour with guitar great Yingwe Malmsteen, supporting their recent EP, The Ascension, out now on Legend Recordings. Check it out. Jump in to a quick and uh, dirty interview uh, with quick, and quick and dirty with Cassandra uh, from yeah. Paralandra. If I'm saying that correctly, I hope so. No, I say every I say every band name probably incorrectly. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you guys are out on the road supporting the legend Yingui Malmsteen. How's that got? How's that going for you, folks? Yeah, it's going really well. Um, the first part of the tour was a bit crazy because um, we went through our what was it? Fourth transmission in the last six months. <laughs> and we were stranded in Houston. And uh, then our rental car, we um, were in a wreck with that after we had dropped off the van. Anyway, it was this whole thing. Um, you know, one new big purchase and a trailer repair later, we're back on the road and doing great. <laughs> oh, man. that's That yeah. sounds that sounds like a lot. Um you know, obviously, like every tour, everything is kind of stitched together with uh, hopes and prayers and a lot of fingers crossed. But obviously, uh, frustrating when things out of your control like that break down. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, not to be negative since then. I mean, everything has been sailing. You know, the crowds have been just incredible every night. Everybody is super successful to us. And I just love traveling and meeting new people. So that aspect of it has been. Awesome. If I feel like uh, you guys have a band and a sound that you can kind of play with anybody, uh, you know, across a lot of, there's no strict elitist, you can only be with this kind of band. And America's worse at this than the rest of the world. They're far ahead of us. They can put any kind of band together and people will be somewhat open-minded to it. And I know, in, you know, here in the States, we, we have a different sort of a more Puritan musical mentality about things like that band is not like the other band that I like. I don't know how to accept them. So I kind of wanted to jump in and say, you know, one, it seems like you guys have the ability to kind of cross over and play in front of anybody. And two, how do you do when you don't, when you have a tough crowd? How, what do you, you just go out and do your thing or do you? Yeah. I mean, we always give, you know, the same energy or as close as we can, you know, performance as we do in front of, you know, 10 people as we do a thousand people. So, or, you know, give or take more or less than that. So we just, we love what we do. And, um, if there's a few people there enjoying themselves then great, obviously if there's like a ton of people enjoying themselves, it's a lot more fun, but we're having fun and we're doing what we love either way. So, yeah. Killer, killer. And uh, so the the recent release is The Ascension, and it's been out for a minute. So do you feel like uh, for some of the fans, they recognize the songs or they, they're catching the Spotify plays before they see you and they know the music a little? Or are you basically winning over a new crowd? Yeah, it's actually really cool that you mentioned that because it's not something that really ever occurred to me that people might do research on us before they see us. Because, <laughs> you know, it's Ingbe's door. It's not our door. But, you know, every single night, I have had people tell me, you know, we checked you out before the show, we listened to your stuff, and we loved it, and we're super excited to hear this song live, or whatever, and, you know, even 
a couple nights ago, I saw this guy, and he was singing, like, every single word the whole night. It was crazy. And it's in cities that we've never played before, so it's, like, even more interesting to see that the name is getting out there in places that we haven't actually played yet. Right on, right on. That sounds amazing. Um, and it has to probably be pretty gratifying being on this, you know, after a while seeing that, you know, like you said, it's not your tour. So you don't expect your fan base to automatically be baked in. So that's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, it is amazing. And, you know, we're meeting so many cool people along the way. And so many people are like, you know, claiming to be diehard fans now, <laughs> now that they've seen us. So we're picking a lot or picking up a lot of people, you know, with us as we go. Awesome. Uh, I wanted to kind of talk to you, um, since this is our first chat ever, I wanted to kind of ask you about kind of the formation of the band. Obviously, a lot of bands come out of Springfield and come out of sort of the Central and the Southeast. Um, yeah. I think the most famous band with roots to the town outside of sort of other genres is King's X, who originally started in, in, yeah. in the Springfield area. I'm a huge fan of. Um, but And then they relocated, I guess, to Houston. But... Um, uh-huh. You know, I wanted to kind of ask about the formation of the band and sort of the scene down there. What's the scene like out there for folks that don't know? Yeah, so Springfield has just this really healthy, thriving rock and metal scene. Um, I mean, it's definitely mind blowing. <laughs> it's so weird because it's just—it's not a huge town. You know, we've got like maybe three hundred thousand people in Springfield, so um, it's not huge, but it's kind of just like this nesting pot of these incredibly talented musicians. There's so many great original bands, like right now, that are coming out of Springfield. So, I mean, it's really cool. You know, whenever I am home, I can always guarantee that somebody awesome is going to be playing and that I can go, you know, watch my friends do their thing. Cool. Feel free to shout out any bands we should know about and check out. We'll share them with our listeners. Yeah, definitely. So, for me in particular, um, one would be Troy. Um, T-R-O-Y, or they go by the reality of yourself. They are amazing, incredible. They've, they've toured with Skillet. Um, they won the Ernie Ball Battle of the Bands a couple years ago. Like These guys are amazing, and they are going to be huge. I, I just know it. They're awesome. Um, and then there's also Mood Ring Circus, which those are some really good friends of mine, also from Springfield. And they actually were just recording with uh, Jim work I think I did like Incubus um, so they just did an album with him it's really great and then also the Many Colored Death they're from Columbia Missouri and they've got a new release getting ready to come out Just they're like a three piece prog metal band and they're just ridiculous so anyway that's just like three examples there's so many more that I could list but yeah those are some incredible bands incredible musicians Awesome. We'll check those out. I like Ridiculous. Ridiculous is usually a jump off point for my musical taste, so I'm all about it. Yeah, Ridiculous are dead. They're like stupid talented. It's annoying. <laughs> oh. That's all. Awesome. Her name is Shay Fence, and she, I would put her against literally any drummer. I mean, even my own. <laughs> she is so good. All right, cool. You're on notice, Nick. Anyway, um, <laughs> no, um, you know, that's awesome. I think it's really important uh, to be 
you know, I think a lot of bands overlook sort of the making it part is so hard, obviously, but I think bands overlook sort of like you're a local band before you're ever an international band. Right. And you're, and you're a local band before you ever book a tour and you're a local band before you get to play on Dirt Fest or Rocklahoma like you did. So what are kind of the things that you keep with you now from when you guys started out as a local band? I mean, it seems like everything. I I guess, you know, it's weird to think about because I am on this pretty large tour with Ingbe, but I don't feel like I'm big time by any means. So I feel like I still kind of have that, like, local mentality, to be honest. You know, I don't think that I'm huge. I don't think I'm this big rock star, famous person. You know, I'm still just tipping away at it and working really hard and, you know, still just trying to reach my ultimate goal, which is to stand on the road full time, you know? Right on, right on. Um, I hear you. I, I think, like I said, a lot of bands. I think the big pick, the big prize, is so big and daunting that the little things get left behind. And I feel like you guys are very well polished and organized, and even your social media is very tight and very natural, not forced. And seems like all your other, all all your other things beside the music being cool are also in place for you guys to have like a lot of legs in the business, which is important. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so uh, obviously we're in the thick of this tour. What's on tap for you after this tour? You guys have any big tours or festivals booked you can talk about yet? Well, um, as far as tours go, I I don't have anything I can confirm at the moment, but we do have a lot of stuff in the works for this fall, uh, potential U.S. and Europe tours. I am not 100% on them just yet, but... Yeah, so that is in the works. Um, as for festivals this summer, we're not doing any festivals because um, we'll be recording. We're going to Nashville, like, basically as soon as we get back from this tour. So uh, that's kind of what's on the agenda at the moment. We're planning on doing a couple singles. Cool, sort of an in-between release. I feel like almost it's funny. The, it feels like the record this day is kind of, this day and age, the album is almost kind of going by the wayside and the EP or the singles approach is a lot tighter for bands. Do you think that's also, do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I agree with it on both sides, to be honest, you know, because um, you can't be, you know, putting out an awesome record. But at the same time, you know, doing singles, and smaller EPs, it's a lot easier for, you know, timing, um, because album cycles, they just take so long, you know, creating the right amount of content and making sure that the material is polished. I mean, you can spend, you know, six months, a year in the studio, you know, before you even release anything. And, you know, with these EPs, it's easier to just kind of record a few songs and make those few songs really, really awesome, get them out quick and, you know, be able to re release something new um, in close proximity to each other. So um, I think it'll be nice to be able to go do a couple of singles this time, you know, since we haven't released any new music in about a year. Um, and then just kind of keep the ball moving, you know. Sweet. Do you think we will hear that before the end of the year or probably early next year? I'm hoping before the end of the year. <laughs> Should be before the end of the year. Badass, we can't wait. Um, like I said, I still feel like the Ascension is still pretty new and hot, but I think it's also important to always keep growing and creating because yeah. I think it's tough. I think bands, you get like one, and, and you've been at this a while, but I think a lot of bands today get sort of one little blip of of a push and then they like, I hope this will carry us for a while. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that cannot ever be your mentality. Like, 
it's the constant. You got to keep creating. You got to keep it fresh. You know, you got to keep people interested and make sure it's exciting. And anyway, yeah, you can't just rely on one one release to carry you. <laughs> people get bored. <laughs> it's just how it is. Indeed. Um, I heard a great quote recently, which was that uh, bands have to recreate their fan base or sort of regrow their fan base. Maybe not quite from scratch, but every three years you need kind of the recycle new fans to keep your band alive. And I think that's very interesting at every level. The biggest, biggest bands in the world need to get new fans. Young bands need to sort of make an impression and capture new people. So you guys are definitely doing that on this tour. Oh, wow. Thank you. That's yeah. a cool idea, cool quote. I've never heard that before. Yeah, I, I, it was uh, Jamie Josta from Hatebreed actually made that quote. It was on his podcast, one of his uh, podcasts a couple of months ago that I listened to. We have a podcast. I listen to other podcasts. So it's good to it's good to stay in the know. Um, yeah. But in any case, it's been a real pleasure getting to talk to you and meet you, uh, Cassandra Carson of Paralandra, and I wish you guys all the best. We'll see you on the road. Thanks for checking out today's podcast. Follow, like, and subscribe wherever you hear these podcasts. Also check out Ghost Cult Magazine on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And finally check us out at ghostcultmag.com. We're out. Peace.